What is going on, everybody? It's been a hot minute since I've last recorded. Um, welcome back to the Stories Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Shay Waihi. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Uh, make sure you look at us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all of those beautiful platforms. Um, and today, we've got another American rugby player. He is a talented up-and-coming fullback. Um, that has come out of the Rugby Town USA Academy system. We have the one, the only, Dayton Sheraton brother. Thank you very much for jumping on. Um, how's things been and how's your holiday period treated you? It's been pretty good. Getting to, I got to relax a little bit, played a little rugby for the time off. Uh, got to play in the seventh tournament, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, it's been pretty good. Got to relax, like I said. I'm ready to just get back to rugby, honestly. Has it been um, enjoyable just, you know, sort of resetting for the new year? And I know you said you played a bit of sevens, but it must be good just to start fresh and put some new goals and work towards those this year. Yeah, that's the that's the plan. I got a couple goals I got in mind I want to try to reach this year. Uh, I was happy to end the year playing rugby and then just get right back to it. I'm right back in Colorado where I started. So I'm ready to get right back to rugby, honestly. And complete the goals I got set this year. Mean, Bo, mean. Well, let's just start from the beginning then, eh? So um, do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're um, originally from, and a bit about your upbringing? Got you. Uh, Dayton Sheridan, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, went to high school, John Jay. Uh, 7611 Marbach is the school. Exit 7 is the exit. Yeah, so... Um, my upbringing was pretty normal, I guess. Uh, uh, my household is five plus me, six. Just the mother, dad came in a little later. Um, adopted kind of at like 12 to my Mexican family. I don't know if anybody, I mean, the people that know me know, but the Morenos are my family that I live with when I'm in Texas. Uh, picked up rugby awfully late. Should have picked it up sooner, but never knew about it. So it is what it is, but I wouldn't change it to change it a bit, you know. Bro, so that's that's mad, bro. So you you live with uh, your Mexican family. Um, yeah. Far so so can you speak Spanish and all that sort of stuff and. I I understand more than I can speak. So like if a conversation is going on around me, I won't tune in, but I can say stuff in English. So like I'll give you like a yes or no, like Italian, like okay, like I can tune in a little bit, but I won't try to like go all crazy and like speak Spanish to you because like that's just not me. I've I've never I was never taught the language. I I was adopted late, like I said, so. I was never put in that situation to learn it, you know? Bro, well, um, I suppose we can get into your rugby journey, bro, but um, just speaking on that, bro, what was the, the cultural influence that, um, you know, your, your, your family had on you? Because um, that would have been a, a big difference for you and um, would have a lot of influence in, in the person that you are today as well. Yeah, I mean, as a person, like, I'm good with both sides, but I find myself just tending to like more Mexican food because that's like the back end of my life, like the back end of my uh, youth life. 
So like I just grew up eating like homemade tortillas, beans, cheese, uh, rice, all homemade. So like I just it just grew on me just loving the homemade side of stuff. Like don't get me wrong, soul food is the is great. Like I eat soul food all the time, but if you just give me like a nice uh, nice warm fresh tortilla, some beans and cheese, uh, some meat, or saba or steak, I'm I'm good with that too. But don't get me wrong, like. Mexican food has my heart. Well, Bo, so um, I watched the documentary, Bo, and you, and you speak a little bit about um, your first sport being um, American football. Um, obviously, you just call it football, being American. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Bo, so do you want to run us through your journey through football quickly and tell us, um, yeah. you know, what position you played um, and your development within that game? Got you. So I pretty much did the same thing. I was a late bloomer. Didn't start playing football till sixth grade. I didn't get to play youth ball, none of that. So late bloomer, start playing sixth grade, sixth grade. Uh, I so how, how, old is, how old is sixth grade, Bo? Like, can you just give us an age? Dude, I was like 11, 12. Like I late oh, bloomed. Wow. Like that was the first time I ever started like actually like playing football and like competing. Cause I grew up playing basketball. Oh, my mom didn't like contact sports so it turned out i'm playing a contact sport anyway but yeah so i late bloomed in that uh got to high school started on my varsity team all three are should have been four years but i started all three years um got a scholarship to navarro college and then dropped out and then my rugby journey started right there so this is all in the span of uh, from 2016 to 2018 is when I started my journey with rugby. Oh, like, wow. That was just me picking up a ball and like going to a couple of practices in 2018 and actually like seeing like the game. And then I went to a couple of club practices and never really tried to take it serious. I was still trying to like work and do a nine to five because I mean, I was still trying to go to school and stuff. So I needed to pay some bills and stuff so it was working and rugby a little bit yeah fair enough bro so so with basketball bro was that did you enjoy that like was that something that you thought oh you know possibly um if I work hard at this I can be in the NBA or was football all in always in your mind sort of on that in the back burner sort of thinking man I I actually really love contact sports and I really want to pursue that more or how did that work for you? I mean, for me, it was, I loved basketball, but as soon as I got to high school, they kind of make you choose. It's either you're a football player or you're a basketball player. Like you don't, they don't really coincide with each other. And like the basketball guys don't like the football guys. And like, for me, it was like, you do football, basketball, run track. And then like in the end, I just did football and track. But I loved, I mean, I love basketball. I still play basketball, but basketball just wasn't for me at the time. I, I just pursued uh, football because it was more, it was more contact. And I was good at contact and I was good at catching the ball. So I could really like show my talent in football more than basketball. Because if you, you got to be like really, really talented to play basketball in like the state, like over here, like in America and stuff. So. It's kind of a hard thing to play. It's easier to just play football. That's what a lot of people don't know. 
Oh, so I, I suppose you, you make a good point there, though, because like um, I haven't watched a lot of um, football, but um, I would consider myself a fan of basketball or the NBA itself. And like some of those athletes are crazy, like like the the height they jump at and the speeds that they can run and like Giannis, like you don't, <laughs> you can't teach height. He's seven foot, moving exactly. like a. Like he moves like fast for his height. He's he's a specimen. Like you don't see the, like you can have those guys in football, but like, they're more gonna come like that. There's seven foot guards and stuff. Like they're gonna put them on the line. They won't try to put them at flanker. They won't try to put them like in the, in a better spot. That's why I like rugby because like you can be seven foot and still be out on the wing. Exactly. Like, which is but... like crazy. It's crazy, but it could happen. And like. It, uh, it just amazes me though like the, the type of athletes because um in New Zealand like the athletes I'd seen that were tall were quite um I don't know if you know the term lanky like they were just it felt like real yeah. like unco almost like and they were mostly yeah. all playing lock and then you see like players like Giannis or like LeBron or um, even Ben Simmons bro who's, who's quite big uh, I think KD as well like he's he's yeah, almost KD, seven foot six eight they don't yeah. look like uncoordinated or like yeah. It just it just looks like it go flat flows for them, Bo. But um, that's yeah, that's that's a good point. So you you said you picked up rugby, um, for a couple of practices, like yeah. So, I was just like it was just like it was like rugby was just there. So I was like oh like I can go to a practice if I want. I can go see like if I want to really do this and like I do that every here and there because I was traveling to Austin so. I live in San Antonio. I had to travel to Austin. Austin is like a two-hour drive from San Antonio. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hop in a ride with my friend Travis at the time. So I was just hopping in a ride with him. We go up, do a couple of practices, and I talk with the coaches and stuff. And they're like, yeah, like, you got some talent, but you got to show up and, like, I actually want to play, right? Like, I wasn't wanting to, like, play, and I was just, like, here and there with it. And then, like, I finally started to get serious in 2019, 20, and yeah, 2019, 2020, I started taking it serious. I went to LA sevens. I mean, I've traveled a lot with rugby, so it's been a, it's been a pretty cool journey. Did you know immediately like, yeah, I want to play this game. Like this is the game for me. Or did you like have a bit of doubt, like a few doubts in your head or. Yeah, I had the doubt because of my age, because I, I didn't know, like, you could play rugby up until, like, your 40s. Like, you don't really see that in football. You see football players, and they're, like, playing up. And, like, honestly, you never know with football, because you can be, like, the height of your career, 30 years old, and then, boom, cut. Like, it's crazy. But rugby players, you see players like uh, fucking, what's his name? He plays for uh, Ireland. Uh, fullback. Oh, Rob Johnny Cla Sexton. Oh, Johnny Our, Sexton. Yeah, yeah, old guy, and he's like still putting up good numbers and stuff, and it's crazy. Like guys like that, you don't really see that in like basketball, football. Those guys are like on their way out the door doing their like celebration tour to get off the circuit. Bro, that's that's so true. Like, um, because we have lower grades here in New Zealand, and like there's one called Golden Oldies, and it's like pretty much we're all like the the old fellas that don't play anymore they just um 
go down every set day, no trainings, whatever, but they just jump on to because they still love playing rugby. But and you'll yeah. see some, you'll see some all blacks, like all black rugby players, um, that um, you know, used to play in the 70s and they're jumping on, but but it's like what no, the heck? it's nowhere near as competitive. Like it's almost like you know, they're gonna scull a bear before they jump on off the bench <laughs> and then run on to yeah. the scenario. So that's I think that's the main thing about the rugby culture is that you can play with someone or watch someone play that is only five or six years old and then you can play with someone that's you know maybe yeah. 45 and should should hang their boots up um, honestly man it's the the coaches what got me to like stay like it's such like not to be weird but it's a family oriented sport honestly like mm. everybody like if they if you have guys that like you around you and like build you up instead of tearing you down you'll be like yeah like i love this sport like it's not like football where a guy could be like, bro, you suck, and, like, he means it. But, like, rugby, you could be like, bro, you suck, but they're going to coach you up on the side the next play. Mm. So it's it's the culture of it. I like it. So what was what, what has been your experience with the culture, bro? I'm not, I'm not too um, familiar with um, the American rugby culture, but um, from what Malik and David have talked about, they said it's it's been real welcoming and, and just a real great environment to be around, especially coming from um, the traditional sports where you don't really mix and mingle with your position. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, I've I've never played a game where you go tackle and talk a whole bunch of mess to each other during the game, and then boom, go have a drink with them at the bar, or like go go out and like have dinner. I like have a dinner right before you play each other. It's that was crazy to me, but like now they're starting to incorporate that into American football, which is I've just seen that recently. Like two teams had dinner right before they played, but anyways, it's 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 really welcoming. I I never thought I'd be playing guys at this level, and they're such nice guys. Like everybody's almost a teddy bear, to be like completely honest. Like it's weird to say, but, like, everybody's nice. Even, like, the big guys. Like, our biggest guys, our biggest, scariest guys are probably the sweetest guys on the team. And they'll give you clothes off their back. It's a very, like, welcoming situation and culture from everyone, from the coaches to, like, families, like, the players' families, I mean. But it's 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 really good to, like, be around these guys. You know what I'm saying? Because it's... I don't know how to say it. Uh, it was overwhelming at first. Like, it felt weird, like, to just, like, take stuff and, like, not have to give anything for it. It's like, no, it's okay. Like, keep that. You you could give it back later. And, like, later it comes and they're like, no, nah, like, you can have it. Like, it's yours. Like, in other sports, they'd be like, no, I want, I want that back. <laughs> like, I'll let you use it. Come on, give it back, bro. <laughs> but, like, in rugby, they're like, no, nah, keep it. Like, it's it's yours already like you've already used it just keep it like it's yours i've gotten cleats from players and they're just like you use them for the match go ahead keep them i didn't even really like those and i was like what do you mean like these are your game boots he's like no nah, i didn't want those like i was gonna get rid of them anyway and like i've gotten boots from like guys players and been so thankful but if it was a football player like they would have been like yeah you could just give them back i don't i don't even wear these but i still want them back like it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you, bro. I get it's you. It's weird. Um, bro, so 
those first few practices um was that you straight away you were like right back into it like fully committed like was there a lot of um changes in your fitness and your physical body as well or um for me i've i've always had the endurance to run so it wasn't too much of a big difference for me with the running uh contact i had to learn how to tackle that was probably the biggest thing i had to do from head be our head in front to head behind which makes a, a big difference instead of getting kneed in the face you could just take it on the shoulder or something like mm -hmm. hit a thigh instead of putting your head on the thigh like a lot of guys would get concussions from just having their head in the wrong position but for me i didn't really it wasn't really hard transitioning other than tackling. And how long was it from that first point where you first ever picked up a rugby ball to um, when you went to, to Denver, Colorado, to um, be in the mix with, the, with those other um, transitional athletes? It was a year and a half. Also, a year and a half to get me here. And were you it playing rugby between long. that? Yes, I was playing with a club team, and then I was just late on my phone one night, and I emailed uh, Mark Bullock, which was the uh, rugby director here. So I emailed him, he emailed me back, and then, boom, got on a flight uh, late November, came up here and got my first visit, had the training with the Exos at the time instead of the Raptors. So... If you if if you were around, then you know we were the exos at a point. So yeah, bro. So um, um, obviously Malik told me a wee little story. I'm not too sure if you watched that podcast, but he told me a wee little story about um a time that he met you. I think it was at some USA um, yeah. Olympic thing, and he said that he knew you <laughs> were going to get on straight away because he went into a dark room with yourself watching some weird crocodile show, and. Uh, <laughs> I remember it, yeah. And I remember him saying that. He said it was just the most um, weird welcoming, but he said you just built a great friendship off that. Did you know that you were both going to that, that rugby camp? So we, that was the first time we ever met. And I was like, I was in a, I got there early. Like I got there at like 6 a.m. So like when he showed up, I was like, I just opened my eyes because I was asleep. I opened my eyes and I was walking. <laughs> I was watching Animal Planet. I just fell asleep watching Animal Planet. I opened my eyes. He's like, what's up, bro? And I was like, what's up, bro? And, like, the room's completely dark. I couldn't tell, like, how tall he was. And, like, he was a short guy. And then, like, he turns on the light. He's like, what's up, bro? I'm Malik. We, like, shake hands. And then, like, I get up. He's like, damn, you kind of tall. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a weird welcoming. But I love that guy, man. It was, it was weird. Because, like, like you said, I was watching Animal Planet, but I was asleep, too, at the same time. <laughs> but from there, like, that weekend was, like, the most fun weekend, like, for me meeting someone and, like, for us to, like, end up in the same place. I mean, the journey just continues for both of us. So it was, it was crazy. And then, like, to see us make it this far, it's been pretty cool <laughs> from that one moment. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you know he was going to the rugby camp prior or nah did you just no so I found out uh 
the day of, because I showed up here in Denver, and then um, I forgot how I found out. I think he texted me. He was like, hey, uh, you in Denver? And I was like, yeah. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, going to camp. And he was like, oh, shit, me too. And then I emailed, uh, I think it was Peter. I think Peter passed. I emailed him. I was like, hey, like, can you put me and Malik as the same roommates? And he did that for me. And we were roommates then because I was like, but we can't not be roommates because we were <laughs> just roommates like two years ago. So we were roommates for that. And then, I mean, that was another great weekend we had together. And then when he was on the team with us, he was my roommate then too. So I've had him as my roommate every time. He, we've always been on the team together. So he's my roommate. Um. But let's let's talk a little bit about that experience of going to that um to that camp. Um, you had been playing rugby obviously for that whole year. Was it a huge yeah. step up for you, or like skill wise, or did you feel like you were a bit more of an experienced player being there already having I, played? I felt like I was a bit more experienced, but I needed to polish some some of the things I was doing. Uh. I was kind of selfish, but I knew what I was doing. So the guys around me, I couldn't bring them up to where I was at because I didn't know how at the time. But like now I look back, I see, I was like, dang, like I was really actually an average player instead of being a coachable, natural, just bring everybody up with me kind of player, you know. It, it's weird to say it, but I was, I, I was average. Uh, Malik was, I mean, Malik can tell you, like, I'm I'm all right, but I just, it's hard for me to play with other players that aren't experienced or have, like, zero experience. Mm. So did you feel, because that's quite funny, like, I suppose when you go into that club team, you would have been less experienced compared to the other players around you. But then when you're put into the position to be that experienced leader within the team, did you find it hard to transition because you still felt new or did you think it was just... Yeah, I felt new. I was like, man, like, I'm not the best player around right now. So, like, I got to take a step back and watch everybody, though, like, watch what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do when I go to other, like, places. So, like, I was just in Austin. And, I mean, I took a step back. I was learning. We did, like, a, or they did a two-week camp. And I was, I just sat back, learned, kept my mouth closed, was coachable, stuff like that. And like, that's how like I learned from going to other places. Just take a step back, watch what the coaches are doing, take everything the coaches are saying and put it right on the field and try to do the best you can with it. Is it, is it being hard? Cause you play fullback currently, right? Is it? Yeah. Fullback when you're. Is it, is it being hard playing? In fullback, um, just because I know it's quite a tactical position where, you know, they, they like you to be good under the high ball, um, still quick, fast, big and strong, but obviously yeah. still have quite a tactical, um, I suppose, mindset with, with plays because you you can be the eyes to everyone at the back there. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's kind of a natural position. Only thing I've, like, been trying to, like, work into my craft is the kick my kick is trash man like i'm not gonna cap i'm not gonna lie my kick is horrible but the high ball doesn't scare me like i'll i'll take any ball because i know if i just catch the ball and take the tackle my guys are gonna wreck over me so that's one of the things i think i have 
coming from football, if you just catch the ball, you go down, that's a possession. So you're going up the field. And it's the same with rugby to me. So you catch the ball, you go down, present the ball back, and y'all win. And, like, that's a big job for a fullback, catching the ball and being able to kick the ball is, like, two of the biggest things I keep, like, try to keep focus on during games. Other than that, it's the kick. The kick is another aspect of the game that I'm trying to get down. But it's that's more of, like, if you didn't grow up kicking, it's kind of hard for you. Yeah, exactly, bro. That's that's um, it's quite funny. Like over here in New Zealand, I suppose every young kid is introduced to rugby quite young. So I remember walking down the road as as a you know seven or eight year old, and we had you know the stop signs on the side of the road, and me and my mates would bet a bag of lollies to you know who could oh, wow. who could kick kick the ball and hit the hit no the stop way. sign. Um, no way. And that's that, bro. Every kid's almost doing that, eh? Every every kid's walking down with a rugby ball, doing that sort of stuff. So, um, do do you find it hard to sort of implement yourself into the game? Um, you know, when to come into the back line and incorporate yourself into moves, or uh, do you just find that quite an easy transition? Personally, I like to like be on offense, so I'm gonna try to get in line as quick as I can and see like where the space is. So like. If I know the ball's gonna come back right, I'm gonna insert early. But if I know like the ball's gonna work itself left, I'm gonna like let the ball travel and then I'll insert late to get to that uh, open space on the edge. And like that's a that's where I'm scoring majority of my tries this year, like right on the edge, right outside the winger or inside the winger. I didn't do anything up the middle with any high balls or anything. I scored right on the edges. Mm. Do do you try and use a lot of um talk quite a lot at the back there as well to your, to your players and let them know what you see and, and stuff like that? Or is that something you're still growing into your game? Still working on it. Um, I'm not a really loud guy. So, mm. I mean, you can ask the guys. They can tell you, like, I'm really such a laid-back guy playing fullback, and it's it doesn't help. But I just try to, like, tell them, like, yeah, some guys are out right, out left. And then, like, I'll yell it. And then, like, if they don't hear it, I'm like, dude, like, I'm yelling it back here. Y'all should be able to hear, but I'm also like 30 to 40 meters behind y'all. So you got to like still be like, you, you got to have your ears open if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Some of the guys are just like focused in on the tackle, like tunnel vision. And it's kind of annoying that fullback because you're telling them like, hey, like there's an overload, right? Don't don't mess with the rough. You got to fold. And like the guys still attack rush. And you're like, dude, like this is an overload. That means we have to go in the jockey scenario, and that means I have to come down and, like, tackle someone, even though, like, I didn't need to. Like, mm. I should be playing the ball. But it's 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 a learning. It's learning with the younger guys that are coming in. Do you, um, do you enjoy 15s more or, or 7s? I know there's a lot more space and freedom with 7s, and 15s has a lot more structure, and um, I suppose it's a bit more tactical. What what have you felt to be a better fit for you? I think 15 is where it's at for me because, I mean, I'm not a big stepper. I'm more of a, like, foot on the gas, hard nose running. Like I, As soon as I get in the open space, I just want to run. But other than that, I'm not going to try to step you. I'll try to run you over before anything. But I've been trying to, like, learn a step here and there. That's been another goal this year, try to learn the step, step, step a couple more guys instead of just trying to run them over. Use the fin, 
stuff like that. Well, I like that. I like how you call it thin because I know um, a lot of people still call it stiff arm ever, yeah. ever in America. Um, well, I want to um, know a little bit about more, um, a little bit more about your rugby knowledge because I know, um, well, Malik and David specifically said that you, you do a lot of study in the game and you watch a bit of film. Um, who was the first sort of player or team that you um, watched a bit of film on to get your grips about the game? Uh, it was Ireland. I, I love, like, I'm not going to lie. I like Johnny Sexton. The full, like, he's a great player, great fullback. I think he should go into the Hall of Fame. Um, after that, it would be England. England has a nice pattern going. Then New Zealand, obviously. Then, then, then Springboks. And then uh, Argentina, great group of guys there. They're going to do something. They're going to do something in sevens. Quote me on that. They're going to do something in sevens. They they got something going over there. Um, there's a couple. I mean, I've watched a couple teams. I'm I'm more into the game than them. But, like, whenever I'm watching the game, I, I'll hit them up. Hey, come over and watch this game with me. Or, hey, come over and watch some film. And, like, we'll get into film. We'll get into breakdown of practices. Uh, I get in my book and like I write stuff down and then I like I'll show David and David presents it because I'm not I'm, I'm too laid back for that I'm not gonna stand up in front of the guys and be like hey like this is what we're gonna do I let David have that cap- captain role because I feel like he's a great leader so I give him the captain role and I'll be like hey like I'll jot some stuff down and like we could just see if we like this and if we don't trash it if you like it use it for the for the meeting on uh on Wednesday Thursdays you know. But I get into film breakdown. That's that's a big thing. Like they came from football. The film breakdown is where it's at. Mm, so is that where your sort of interest in film and and breaking down plays and um and different techniques and stuff is that where that sort of experience comes from? Is your football background? Yeah. So like I mean, me and David do the same thing pretty much. Like as soon as we get into film, we're gonna look for a weak point. It could be your winger, it could be your inside center, it could be your flanker. It can be y'all playing, a team's playing too soft or like a team's going to run up, so we have to play steeper. So like we just get into film breakdown, both of us. And David, most of the time, he'll find the weak point. And I'll be like, all right, you found the weak point. Let me find something. Like, And we're going to like start trying to break a team down. That way we can get an offensive edge on that Saturday or something. Our defensive edge. You know, is it is it um is your coaches doing a lot of talking or is it quite a lot of the players taking ownership on looking at different plays and and breaking down what went wrong or what went right or what you could do better etc. Is it is it more the players? It's fi- it's it's. I personally think it's fifty fifty. They have their points and then we have our points. So like they'll do film, we'll listen and like we'll do film on our own. And then like, like I said, me, Malik and David, we used to just sit in my room and like talk about the film and talk about Saturday's game and like, look at our film. And, like, dude, you could have brought that tackle. Just stay up. Or you could have went down earlier, let us ruck, ruck you over and like keep the ball, keep the possession. It's just so many things like we can go and like do, but like the coaches do the same thing. So we let the coaches do their job. We do our job as players. But, like, they give us a day. So, like, a Thursday would be our day as players to uh, have film breakdown. And, like, we go into the room and, like, coach a, just do his little meeting and tell us what he thinks he's 
like the week's gonna be like on Saturday. And then he's like, hey, like he'll be like, hey, like uh, flankers, let's see, let's see what y'all got this week. Fullbacks, back line, tell us what y'all gonna do. Back three, just like just little stuff like that. They'll let us do the film breakdown, and then like he'll end it with himself. He'll be like, okay, I think this, this, and this point are great points, and then I think y'all should do this though too. So like it's it's give and take there. Do you try and focus on? just a few things per game, bro. I've, I know um, a few few of my mates, but also a few of the great players, they try and focus on, you know, maybe three or four things or maybe even just two or three things per game. And and their focus is just to do those things really well and everything else will fall into place. Or are you trying to sort of write down a whole lot of different things per game? Uh, for me, I try to like, this depends on the game. So like for me, I'll, if I had like a bad game the week before and I missed way too many tackles, I want to go into the next game, have a lot more dominant tackles. If I drop a ball, I want to have keep the possession of the ball in my hand, uh, catch high balls or kick. Kicking is like a big thing I want to try to do this year. So kick the ball more and like put pressure on the other team and like being able to like flip the field quick as possible. That way we don't have to just stay on defense we can actually catch the ball kick it down and then play a little bit of defense score try because I know our team is athletic so we're gonna post the ball every time and I know that because we're football players are hard-headed so we're gonna get into breakdowns and if we commit a penalty I know like it is what it is but that's just what I think I'm gonna try to put the, the flip the field quick and then that's one of my goals and then if we can keep possession of the ball, that's fine. But if we don't make my tackles, like that's another thing I'll try to like be prideful of. So kicking and tackling is probably the two things I want to like take pride in. Mm. But that's quite funny. Eh? Like when I used to play, like I'd write three things, bro. And it would always be um, my first pass, my first tackle and my first kick. And I used to play um, number 10. So bro, like I felt those were the, yeah as long as i've done all those three things those first three things well bro like i felt like i could settle into my game and start just i'm not as worried anymore bro like so it's quite funny because a lot of people would do the same as you just have those two things and then once once you do one of those right then you've got the confidence to continue doing them right yeah um bro so you, you spoke a little bit about england um the All Blacks, um, the Springboks, and of course Ireland. Um, so you're watching a lot of their their games and taking away a lot of the things that they do on the field and trying to implement those into your game. So try to. So it's a big try to. Because <laughs> I mean, like I'm not around like those guys, so like they're on that level where everyone around them is played. So it's harder for me to do the things they're doing because of the talent I have around me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. So, like, we have we do have other pro teams. So, I went up to Austin, and, like, all those guys have played football. I mean, football. They've played rugby their whole life. So, when I got there, I was like, oh, man, like, I can settle in here easy. And they're flicking balls back to me, like, just a – I don't know what y'all call it uh, – a snap, snap ball. I just push the ball off of uh, – the point. Oh yeah, I've got yeah. 
Yeah, so they just push the ball off the off the point, and you give play out the back with the back line and stuff like that. So like here, we don't really do that, and like I like doing stuff like that because it opens up the outside, and if if there's an inside gap, then ten or nine shoot it to that point guard, let them run it, and then you can go out the back with the with the back line flowing or a fullback or a center just taking that ten spot, you know. Yeah, yeah, but oh, so, so like it's, it's like back doors, is it? Is it? What's... Yeah, so back doors. Yeah, I don't like everybody has different terminology. We just call it like a snap or like pull, a flick ball, like just out the back balls, you know. Yeah, and it's coming from somebody in that in the three pod. And and so being around those that color below of, of of players, um, would have elevated your game and grown your knowledge, and I suppose yeah, even sparked a fire in your stomach to take take that back and try and be a better player yourself yeah like I, I honestly loved it like just being around those that group of guys and like seeing what they're doing I saw it in my head we can do the same thing and it's it, it'd be way faster if we did it because of our athleticism mm. and then like us seeing the game and like just being able to play within contact just a pool ball would work and then like we get to the outside we can beat pretty much any team on the outside with our speed like everybody in our back line has the legs to run so let's do it let's get on our horses and run so are you looking at playing in the MLR competition this year or you're not too sure at this point I'm not too sure but I've been uh, talking with Austin I mean they said uh, they'd give me a shot when the time came so I'm not going to say no, I'm not going to say yes, but if the shot comes, I'd probably take it. Well, because that's, um, I've watched a little bit of like the, I think maybe on your Instagram, you've posted it. Um, maybe the Rugby Town Instagram's posted it. But and I was quite amazed, like just looking like you played like a proper rugby player. Like I know like um, some players, they look quite um, like they're still trying to get the game and they still play almost like it's football. But yeah. looking at your development, bro, it's been it looks quite quite rapid, quite quick. Do you feel like um that's that's contributed from um rugby town, or do you think it's just from traveling around and watching film? Traveling, traveling and watching film and then just being able to play rugby. Like I tell I tell a lot of guys that come in, if you can watch film, play rugby, and just be around the ball all day do that you don't I don't tell them but I tell them like low-key just like hey like you don't got to be too big you don't got to worry about the weight room you need to worry about rugby and being a rugby player like you're not a football player just cancel out being a football player like all together my roommate was a Zach Hall I don't know like if you know who that is but Zach Hall was my my new roommate and I was telling him like hey like it's easy once you just say forget football and then pick up that rugby ball and you're just a rugby player. And then, like, he's he's a junkie on film, too. Like, he loves to watch film, and he loves the film breakdown. So he's going to be a great player that, like, comes out of a, out of the American Raptors, too. But I tell a lot of players, just watch film and be on the film and, like, passing the ball as much as you can because it's going to help in the long run. Well, I believe that, too. Um I've watched a podcast. I don't know if you watched the the good, the bad, and the rugby podcast. And it's got a um, yeah a rugby player named James Haskell, and he's he's come over to mm-hmm. New Zealand and played rugby. And he said the biggest thing he learned about um, 
about playing here in New Zealand was that over in England, when they first get introduced to rugby, the first place they go is to um, is to the weight room, or the first thing they do is pick up a weight because they want to be bigger and stronger. When he yeah. came over to New Zealand, the first thing the well New Zealanders do is we pick up a rugby ball, and bro, that's not a that's that's such a true statement that you made is if you pick up a rugby ball and focus on on you know developing your skills with the rugby ball as opposed to getting bigger and stronger all those other um attributes of a player will come so i think bro that's such good advice for the next gen generation coming through what's yeah. what's been the biggest thing you've learned throughout your your journey for rugby um everything falls into place for a reason uh i've had great games one week and then i've had shitty games the next week but uh you have eyes on you and they want to see how you take your falls like how you can you take it on the chin or you gonna just go sit in the corner and just cry about it there's always eyes on you so i've learned to take the bitter with the sweet uh i've had some really great games and the teams talk to me and then I've had shitty games and the team would be like, hey, like, we're going to watch you next week. Let's see what you do. And then, like, that gives you that confidence of like, hey, like, I can do this. I know I'm good. So just learning, learning the game has been fun. I enjoy, like, every moment, honestly. Just learning is, like, the big thing for me. Um. And uh, bro, so what has been the best part about about the journey as well? Best, oh, traveling. <laughs> I love the traveling, man. Just to meet new play. I mean, meeting new players is like the best part because I like to pick people's brains. So like, you're a ten. I want to know like, what do you like to do at ten? Like, what's what's your first go to move? Like, what's the set piece move? Like, how do you set up a guy for an inside ball? Like, I I like to know. So when I get to like go to like so when we went to Europe, I saw they like to kick a lot. So that helped me like craft my game into kicking. And then like this time off, all I've been doing was kicking to just be better at kicking instead of running the ball and like passing and stuff. I've just been trying to kick better. Bro, that's so like real. traveling has been like the most fun thing for me. That's real interesting, bro. Um why don't we speak about that a little bit, eh? Like, so different styles of rugby, bro. How's that been like? So going to Europe, you just said they kick a lot. and um, Yeah, they kick a lot. And from someone from New Zealand, we, we would say <coughs> that um, they kick a lot like England and uh, Wales, yeah. Ireland. They've got yeah. <laughs> bigger, stronger guys that play a lot more closer, tighter rugby. And, and here in New Zealand, we like to chuck the ball around a bit and play quite a fast and some would say extensively. Yeah. What, what's what's that been like? <laughs> so um, I'll start with Americans like me. We like to play like England and just run the ball through your face. You won't try to like kick it until we have to like last minute. And we're all playing the same pattern, which is like the one, three, three, one with just in your face. Uh, but we went to uh, Uruguay and those dudes are putting the ball in the air whenever they could. So like, they could be on the front foot and then boom, a kick's coming. So you better catch it. Or like they drop a grubber right through the line and you're like at fullback, you're like, oh man, like, do I go up to this ball or do I let like 
go like I just let it come and like make the tackle. So just the, just seeing the like different types of the game, and then like I went to or we went to um, where did we go? Or did they come here? Uh, we went or no, they came here. Austin came here and like they play a little bit of in between. So like they'll kick when they have to, but they're not gonna kick from. They're not gonna kick off their tin. They'll set up their tin like they're gonna kick, and then they'll box kick. So like you have like different types of the game. So you like you never know what teams. But like the team I've like had them like I had the most trouble with was Austin because like I couldn't tell if it was gonna go off the tin or if it was gonna be box kick. If it was gonna be long, short. But being in Uruguay like helped a lot with the kicking. Do do you think both? So you you, you described the American style to be a lot like England sort of you know bash bash their way through and use their size yeah. and strength do you think american rugby is still trying to find their unique style like i know australia and new zealand play try and play pretty similar similar south africa's just gone on their own sort of accord and now all they do is kick high balls unfortunately yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and in england and that they obviously as I just said, they bash their way through. Do you think America needs to find their own style and that's the way that they'll be able to be better? I definitely think we should just find our own style. Um, Coach uh, Sam uh, Harris in uh, Austin, I think he's found something there that we can, as a, as players, should be doing. I'm not going to say too much, but uh, they have their own... Uh, they have their own... Uh, documentary going on it's on a fox or something but i would tune into that but they have something going on over there their uh their other team that won the mlr so it's the austin Gilgronis and the austin are in the la guiltinis so those two teams are run by the same people and uh they got something going on over there and i think uh as a as the united states <laughs> we should probably like tune into what they're doing or what their uh, pattern is, honestly. Did you um? Did you watch the the USA Eagles play against the? Uh, the I didn't Eagle want Blacks? to watch that. I didn't want to watch that. There's a tough. Everybody match. knew the outcome, so I didn't. It's not. It's. I mean, I couldn't even watch film on that because I mean, every other play was a try. Like he, they scored in what the first thirty seconds. Yeah. Like, but- it's gonna be a long game, and then like after the second time, I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to watch this game. I'll just watch the highlights later of us getting our our butt kicked." But y'all got something good over there. Y'all are y'all are gonna always have something good because that show's number one sport. Though. Yeah, exactly. But but bro, <laughs> in saying that though, it's been quite controversial um, over here because um, uh, I'm sure you know, but the All Blacks lost to Ireland, and then yeah, and then the following week we lost to France, and. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I can't. Crazy. I can't even remember the last time the All Blacks have lost back to back. Yeah, so, back to back. That was crazy. So there's a lot of um, controversy. Ireland. I was here. like, okay, like that's okay to lose to Ireland because like it, they always give y'all problems. But like France, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Y'all don't really lose to France. Nah, see, Ever. see, that's that's the thing, bro. We we France has always been the team for the All Blacks that. Like, you know, they can be the biggest underdog in the world and then 
and then they beat us like in 2007 um yeah in the semi-final um, yeah. we don't we don't like to revisit that here in new zealand and then um I mean, there's, <laughs> there's numerous other occasions when they just somehow pull a win out of god knows what but um i, I actually are y'all, in a re- are y'all like rebuilding over there i don't like what's going on is uh is Aaron coming back to nine? Or like, what's going on over there? I think, I think, um, no, but this is where we get controversial. Because um, I saw a post the other day, and it was like Aaron Smith, uh, Rico in the back line, Jordy, uh, who else? Bowden, like, and then like uh, two other guys. And I was like, that's a, that's a solid back line. But, like, I don't know. If Aaron comes back, then it'll be set. But who knows? Uh, like, so my personal opinion, Bo, is that we have the players. We have good players. We have experienced players. We have players that would probably be the best in their position in the world, in my personal opinion. But I feel that our game has lost its, um, like, our, when I mean our game, our style of rugby has found its match. Um, if you've watched teams like England, um, what they've done to us in the 2019 World Cup semi-final, where their rush defence, their power, their strength yeah. has been able yeah. to um, combat the speed that we like to play with and disrupt the speed that the All Blacks play at, which ultimately, if you can do that, Bo, if you if you make the All Blacks go back, then um, the All Blacks are going to struggle. And that's what Ireland done. Um, and, and France... France didn't necessarily do that defensively, but they done it uh, in their attack. They, bro, they were just, it was like wave after wave, bro. Like they were just, <laughs> it was like yeah. the next guy after the next. So I think we need to do a bit of review in the way that we play and, and the patterns that we play. Um, you talked a little bit about England. I like what Eddie Jones is doing with his team, bro. They're playing some yeah. great rugby. I don't know if you watched he's, the he's a He's a great coach, man. Like he can't. Exactly. His style of coaching is, is really great. And he's, he's bringing he's in... go down in the books. He's bringing in different minds too, bro. Like, he talks a lot with um, the cricket, um, Australian cricket coach and the stuff he does yeah. with his team. Um, currently in his coaching um, team, he's got um, a former NRL, so that's the Rugby League in Australia. I don't know rugby if you Rugby League, yeah. Where he's got um, one from the NRL and one from the um, Super League and in, in, in rug, in Rugby League over in England. So he's bringing yeah. in different, different, uh, I don't know, just like minds. He, dude, he's, he's diverse, man. Like there's yeah. England. I like, since I've been watching, they've changed like a lot. So I can't, I can't say they're not trying to develop a, a world cup team over there. But, and, and but like y'all are, y'all are like the, the number, still the number one team. Nobody can outplay. I don't think anybody can outplay. When the stage is like there, Y'all get on y'all's horses and y'all are ready for battle. That's all I can say. Like, it's not too much more I can say. Uh, well, I hope so because um, there's a lot of nervous Kiwis over here that are thinking, <laughs> man, we've lost two back-to-back. We lost Argentina Argentina for the first time ever. Um, and there's that a lot, lot of nervous people. Um, but I just want to ask you a few more questions, Brandon. We've got some quick-fire questions to finish us off where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Um, and do you have any exciting opportunities coming up? Um, 
next five years. Next five years, I want to have at least one or two caps. Um, maybe playing somewhere else, not on U.S. soil, but playing somewhere else. Next five. Uh, what was the other question? Um, do you have any exciting opportunities? Any, any up? opportunities? Um, just the Austin opportunity. If uh, any other team is welcoming, I'll I'll take a trip there. I mean, I like learning, so it's 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 a fun game so with me i'm i'm cool with doing any of it the traveling takes me places and then getting the coach i mean getting to learn and being around like great coaches is another plus so yeah i'm gonna call it by uh, i reckon you'll be uh representing usa rugby the next couple of years you'll, you'll be playing in world cups and we'll definitely run a podcast back once you've uh, oh yeah definitely once you've achieved those goals. Um, Definitely. What, what, um, is there any country in particular that you'd love to take your talents to and play rugby professionally for? Oof. I'd like to go where you're at. <laughs> I'd like to go stay over there for a couple of months and just play with you guys. Like, I, I would be on the, on the D side, whatever, like A, B, C, D. I don't know what side there is over there, but I'll, I'll take the bottom side just to get around some of y'all's players and coaches. Uh, so I'd say New Zealand. I'd like to go to South Africa, France. Uruguay was fun, but uh, yeah, I would go to Uruguay. So those four, New Zealand, uh, South Africa. Uh, I don't know if it would be Uruguay. Uruguay is kind of, I don't know. I like Uruguay, though. It's it's hard, but I'm okay. I'll just say New Zealand and South Africa, Uruguay, those three, top three. Francis, I'm gonna just keep France in the back pocket. Oh, some good. There's some good things in France, especially the south of France. Um, <laughs> but, but if you're over here, um, like I said to David and Malik, you know, just let me know. We'll link up 100. percent You've always got somewhere to to holiday with me, brother. Um, gotcha. Lastly, what advice do you give to any young, inspiring uh, rugby players, um, not only in America but all over the world? I said it once. I said it again. Instead of picking up those weights, pick up that rugby ball. Uh, study, study film. Study what player you want to be. If you want to be a fullback, be a fullback. If you want to be a flanker, be a flanker. If you want to be a nine, be a nine, ten, or a fly half, be a fly half. Don't let a coach tell you you can't do it because you can do it. Uh, I've had some coaches tell me, like, I should go on the wing, and I'm like, uh, I don't want to go to the wing, but I'll go to the wing because I know I can play on the wing re relatively easy. And fullback is the challenge so I come to fullback just to have that challenge and be able to take that leader uh, responsibility on the field awesome brother um, so we've got some quick fire questions bro top three uh, songs in your playlist especially for game day top three songs I'm gonna go with uh, you by, uh, with Snoop Dogg and then uh, damn this is kind of hard. I'm going to say some NWA in, the, in there. Uh, today's a good day. And then uh, lastly, but not least, um, I'm going to say Yada by uh, Yada. Who is that by uh, Yada? You got to look it up. Yada is by, um, yeah, I just forgot his name. It's Yada, though. It's, it's not that TikTok, that TikTok song, right? Nah. Uh, uh -uh. It's, it's more it's more on the thuggish side so oh right gets right. me it's that, it's that song that just takes me out the door 
Fear, fear, bro, fear. Um, your favorite food? Favorite food, Mexican food. It would be uh, green enchiladas or uh, yeah, green enchiladas or uh, salad plate, which is like a steak fajita plate with like beans, cheese, uh, rice, salad, or like not salad, but uh. Just vegetables, so like lettuce, tomato, beans, you know. Um, I I really need to try some um proper Mexican food. I've been to Los Angeles in twenty nineteen, I think. And um, they have some, they have some there. You just can't go to like a restaurant. You got to go to like one of the. Bro, uh, that's, the that's trucks, a problem. man. You I went go to a, a restaurant, a small went... cuartito, like a small like little uh, building that has like uh, good food. That's the problem, bro. I went to a restaurant hey, and um, like, I mean, it wasn't like disgusting, but it wasn't like yeah. what I thought it was going to be, you know, like I've watched YouTube videos and stuff like that. But um, to be honest with you, I didn't do enough research, I think, when I went to Los Angeles because yeah. I just ordered from some random restaurant. And, what'd, but what'd you get though? Like... Um, El Pastor, is it? El Pastor. El Pastor, yeah. I think it is. Tacos. Uh yeah uh it's not a bad choice i mean a lot of people i mean if you're drinking this stuff people like to do the menudo or pasole uh some people like to do um like me i like to just keep it basic and just get some tacos so like they have the birria tacos and that's just like a, like tacos with the dip that's good uh oh yes i might I, I keep it basic and I just do asada tacos with like beans, uh, some cheese on the side, stuff like that. I just keep it basic. Cause, Cause I like, think... I mean, I go, when I go back home, I'm, I get home cooked meals. So I can't really tell <laughs> yeah, you what to go get and I'm like not eating it. Well, the, the stuff I got, bro. So I got um, like the soft shell tacos because here in New Zealand, bro, I, I don't even think the Mexican restaurants or the Mexican food we have is, I would I would go as far as saying it's probably not even Mexican, but um, yeah. I had like, yeah, El Pastor tacos and Baba or oh, Barbacoa. Yeah, 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 bro. Had those. You eat those on Sunday, man. You don't just eat those on any day. Those are, those are good <laughs> Sunday tacos with a, with a big red. You got to come to Texas to get a big red, man. Bro, I'll hold you to it. We, we definitely want to come back, so I'll, I'll hold you to that. Um, yeah, we can do that. Someone you look up to or someone in, that's inspired you? Mm. I like the Barrett's, the Barrett brothers. They kind of remind me of me and my brothers, but they just chose a different path. But I like the Barrett brothers. We stuck together playing football for a while and then when I separate ways, they chose to go to school and do their thing. And I chose to stick around and play sports. Uh, Johnny, like I said, he's he's going to go down in the books as a great player. So Johnny Sexton, probably to my in my eyes, he's a great fullback slash ten. I like just a backline player all together. Bro, I'll give you one that you should um, watch a bit of film on. You may have already watched them, but. Um someone that didn't really have a have a step or well, he did but it was just as pace as his speed bro christian cullen um christian cullen but I'll, I'll send you the link after this bro but 
yeah do that please he was quick bro he was quick and good um bro would you rather go back in time or go to the future see like that's that's debatable for me (laughs) because if i could go back i'd go back and try to play rugby but if i go forward i want to see what i did like how my i'm turning out to be as a player as an individual you know so yeah, I don't. I'd, I'm gonna say go forward. I'm gonna leave the past how it is. I'm gonna go <laughs> forward in time. I'm gonna go forward. Um, favorite movie or TV show? Office. The Office wins. And then for movie, I'm gonna say Up. I'm an Up guy. I like Up. I like Disney. Big side. Yeah, no, big Disney fan here too, bro. Um, The Office. Oh, I need to check that. What's that about, bro? It's just like a lot of guys are women and men in the office all day and they're like selling paper. It's it's a weird show. They have American office, then they have British office. They're both they're both like pretty good, but I personally just like American office better. Yeah, bro. I mean I just finished um... Yeah, you you got if you like if you have like a dry sense of humor it's okay but if you like just don't have humor at all you just be like dude like this show is trash <laughs> but it's it's pretty funny like you just gotta actually like just sit there and like watch it oh bro, i might i might check it out i've just finished um which is probably hands down one of my favorite tv shows it's called um yellowstone yellowstone i've never seen that but you should check it out it's um based it's like a cowboy um first Indians sort of show but oh, um, it's, it's based in Montana um oh unreal show but unreal and well because one of the one of the cowboys goes to goes to Texas as well and like he goes to Texas as like not really a good cowboy like not a cowboy if that makes sense yeah. like he's like a criminal that they've tried to turn into a cowboy but he's like <laughs> like shit like he's he's like trash at being a cowboy yeah so they, so they send him to texas bro and he comes back and he's like a proper good good cowboy so i don't know i don't know if you're into that kind of stuff bro but it's such a mean show bro like it's got kevin yeah, costner if you know i don't him. tell the people this. i don't tell a lot of people this but my actual goal in life was to be a, a, a bull rider Wow, that is mad. My, but that, my actual goal in life was to be a bull rider. And I'm from Texas. So I was like, that's accomplishable. Like, I can do that. And then look at me now, playing rugby. But my goal is to ride bulls later in life. I don't care if I'm like 40 or 50, I'm getting on the bull. Oh, Got to win a world title. You're, you, you are mad, bro. I could never jump on a bull. <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy in the stands eating the, eating the popcorn and watching people fall <laughs> off. Uh, and not getting close to a bull, man. Those, uh, have you seen how far they get bucked, bro? Like that is too much. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. I'm, I'm telling you, like I've always wanted to be a bull rider or like the clown, because like that's the life. A clown. You, I mean, you travel it every week. Yeah, just be a clown, and, like let them chase you and stuff. That's, nah. that's kind of cool to me. <laughs> but, that's uh, just like I have like some weird. I had the most weirdest like. No wonder you're watching Animal Planet. <laughs> And one day you're watching Animal Planet in the dark. Dude, I was, I'm telling you, I don't know what I was watching that day, but I was freaking out. I was knocked out. 
Oh, um, last question, bro. If, if you're stranded on an island by yourself, what are three things you would want with you? Please don't say bull. Nah, not a bull. I mean, but I would, though. For me, <laughs> come on, you got to 10 steps ahead up here with it. Dry out the meat, have jerky, dude. Come on. I'm 10 steps ahead. Nah, but I'd say a lighter, a machete. Uh, I don't know. What's what's that thing called? It's not a wick. Uh, a fire starter. If my lighter just goes bad one day. It's oh, like yeah. a little... I don't know what that's called. It's, it's a fire starter, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fire starter. We'll just keep it at that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start... I'm gonna, so, like, you start with the lighter, but once the lighter is just bad, just like, you know what? Can't use it. So, backup plan. I got my fire starter. But no, those, I feel like you're going to survive because I know some people have chose some questionable things, um, <laughs> like a PS4. Um, what are you going to do with it? You got to take your TV. Hey, you don't got no outlet. Come on, you got to think ahead, man. Hey, you go, you go ask David what he's going to do with this PS4. That, that was his answer. <laughs> PS4 and Wi-Fi. But uh, I just want to say... PS4 that- and Wi-Fi. <laughs> I just want to say oh, thank you very much for jumping on um, this evening, bro. It's been mad talking to you. I feel like I could talk to you all day, bro. Like, I feel like I've known you for ages and you're like a good friend of mine. Um, yeah. But hopefully we, hopefully it eventuates into that. Um, I think, bro, that you've got um, such a successful he- career ahead of you and um, I look forward to continuing to follow your journey and um, definitely once you've uh, stepped foot on that World Cup uh, arena, uh, we'll run it back and you can talk to us um, about your experiences. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully I'll do step foot in New Zealand so we can hang out, have a chat about some new things, some things I like to pick your brain about that we didn't get to talk about today. But uh, yeah, nice to see you. Hopefully we do this again soon. Cheers, brother. Later. <laughs>